Welcome to episode six of Special Situation Investing, where we summarize and value current stock opportunities. Today is 1 February 2022, and we'll be covering Exelon Energy's Constellation Energy Corp spinoff. But first, some insight from famed investor Seth Klarman. Market inefficiencies, like tax selling and window dressing, also create mindless selling, as can the deletion of a stock from an index. These causes of mispricing are deep-rooted in human behavior and market structure, unlikely to be extinguished anytime soon. The market structures and human behavior alluded to by Klarman apply not only to stocks that are dropped from an index, but also to one that's added. Essentially, the addition or removal of a stock from a major index creates indiscriminate buying and selling in the billions of dollars. An index follows a given rule set, which is mirrored by the ETFs that follow the index. Therefore, the billions invested in those ETFs will buy and sell based on a rule set and not fundamental valuation. Today's valuation is unusual for this podcast as the company is spinning out the day the podcast is released. Constellation Energy, or the spinoff, is where we'll focus our attention, not so much for its valuation, the company appears fairly valued at this time, but for what we can learn about the factors driving its valuation. Now, how does all this actually relate to Exelon Energy's spinoff of Constellation Energy Corp? Well, for starters, a spinoff stock often trades down due to post-spin selling pressure. Selling pressure is the result of many factors, and we won't attempt to cover them all in this brief summary. But a few are relevant here. First off, a spinoff may undergo unwarranted selling pressure because the spin-out is too illiquid, is in the wrong industry, is too small for inclusion in the index, or carries too low an ESG rating and doesn't warrant institutional investing. It is the last two factors that we will discuss further throughout this write-up. First off, when a spinoff company is too small for inclusion in an index, it's sold off by ETFs for mechanical and not valuation purposes. The ETF can't own the spinoff, so they sell en masse with their collective capital driving the price down indiscriminately. In today's case, EXC or Exelon is already included in the S&P 500 with its 56 billion market cap. Furthermore, the spinoff will also be included in the S&P 500 and is set to replace the 7 billion market cap retailer GAP. In short, Constellation Energy Group, or CEG, won't experience the initial rule-based selling pressure typical of an S&P 500 parent whose spinoff won't be held in the index and therefore must be sold post-distribution. The presumed S&P 500 inclusion of CEG in the index gives us our first clue as to its proper valuation. You wouldn't replace 7 billion market cap gap with a company you valued at 1 or 2 billion as the replacing company. Like the company it replaced, it would necessitate removal from the index due to its inappropriate size. With that in mind, we can reasonably put a 5 or 6 billion dollar floor on CEG's value. Environmental, social, and governance factors, or ESG, can also result in rules-based buying and selling of stocks. The oil and gas industry 
once a dominant among the major indices, has shrunk to a single-digit representation among S&P 500 companies, and the trend is only accelerating. Conversely, every shareholder letter now begins with an ESG boilerplate statement. Morningstar recently added a sustainability tab to their valuation metrics, which focuses on ESG, and other rating agencies are doing the same. Finally, whole funds exist and are still being created, whose investment charter is defined by ESG alone. Now, right, wrong, or indifferent, the ESG trend is a secular one, and today's spinoff reads like an ESG commercial, with nearly every page of its pre-spin investor presentation addressing the topic. This is the second reason that CEG shouldn't see the same post-spin selling pressure that's typical of other spinoffs. One more aside before we value CEG. The ideal investment among soon-to-be-added to the S&P 500 stocks would have the following traits, a significant market cap and limited liquidity. A recent example that fits the template is Tesla. Tesla's S&P 500 debut met both criteria, with a large market cap and liquidity limitations that stemmed from Musk's significant insider ownership. The bigger the market cap, the more shares ETFs are forced to buy in order to properly weight their holdings in the new company, and consequently, the more indiscriminate buying takes place. Moderna also entered the S&P 500 with a significant market cap, but it didn't have the second founder-CEO ownership liquidity restriction driver that Tesla did. In both cases, the index effect drove the stock price up for weeks after inclusion in the index in a valuation agnostic manner. One important note before we move on. I would always recommend buying a stock based first on its fundamentals and the fact that you want to own it for the long term and only use the index effect to boost the returns of something that you don't anyway. With that out of the way, we can move on to the spinoff description and valuation. To begin, the parent company Exelon, market cap $56 billion, combines a regulated power distribution division and the soon-to-be-spun-out unregulated power production company. For the sake of this brief discussion, I won't delve into the parent company. It's heavily regulated and most likely fairly valued based uh, by the market given its established history as a public company. Moving past the parent company, let's discuss the spinoff. Trading publicly for the first time today, unregulated Constellation Energy is the largest carbon-free power producer in the U.S. With produced power breaking down to 62.2% nuclear, 6.9% natural gas, 2.5% renewable, and 28.4% purchased power. For the investors, this represents a significant ESG tailwind. Imagine the alphabet soup of agencies required to operate nuclear power plants in the state of New York, along with the aggressive, carbon-free targets being set by those same governments, and you begin to understand the renewable power demand that only a very few companies are positioned to fill. Furthermore, nuclear power alone is positioned to satisfy that demand. Outside of nuclear and hydropower, few forms of renewable energy can produce the power at the scale and the stability needed to meet the carbon-free green energy targets of policymakers. 
Because CEG stock is already trading, we can compare its valuation to the few publicly traded energy producers in the US that also produce nuclear power. The breakdown is as follows. First company, Entergy, price to earning ratio 17, price to sales 1.98, price to book 2.38, dividend yield 3.5%. Vistra Energy Corp, PE10, price to sales 1, price to book 1.44, dividend yield 2.75. Constellation, based on the initial trading data, don't have a PE, a price to sales 0.85, price to book 1.35. There will be a dividend uh, from Constellation of around 800 million, but the dividend isn't set yet, so I didn't include the dividend yield here. Based on the limited data available to date, it would appear that CEG is trading near its fair value. It lines up pretty well with other comparable stocks that produce energy and particularly have nuclear energy as part of their portfolio. But what other factors could drive the valuation in the future? First, as we mentioned before, there's a global secular demand for green energy. Very few energy sources can produce the scale and stability of power needed to support a modern green economy. But nuclear energy is a leading candidate. It's a zero emission production source with 24-7 stability to offset wind, solar, and biomass limitations. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your perspective, it's a challenge to permit, construct, and fund a nuclear power plant. Years of pushback, legal precedent, and fear, combined with not in my backyard or NIMBY, make it extremely difficult to bring the needed nuclear generation online. This against a backdrop of hostility and underinvestment in the carbon industry that, to this day, still produces most of our power, represents an opportunity for Constellation Energy. Second, and much more transitory, the index effect itself may prove a tailwind to CEG's price in the near term. If nothing else, it certainly isn't a drawback. The large-scale indiscriminate post-spinoff selling we usually see as a company falls out of the index or is dropped from institutional portfolios for falling outside their charter isn't present. Furthermore, as CEG debuts with a near 15 billion market cap and replaces GAP's smaller 7 billion market cap, ETFs will purchase more of CEG simply to maintain the proper weighting of CEG in their portfolio. How much effect will this have? I cannot say, nor can I say how long the effect will last. ETF turnover is not instant, so the sale of GAP and the plus-up of CEG will take days and possibly weeks to fully play out among the vanguards and fidelities of the world. In the near term, that represents a significant amount of price incentive buying. As far as other investors are concerned, Lee Ainsley of Maverick Capital began building a position in parent company Exelon, increasing his position into the fourth quarter of 2021. Potentially, he too analyzed the value of the spinoff and looked to own both the parent and CEG post-spin. In conclusion, CEG appears to be fairly valued at $15 billion. Additionally, it represents an opportunity to an investor looking to participate in green economy companies.
Again, as policymakers demand for higher percentages of power generation to come from green sources, and as nuclear power is uniquely positioned to provide the scale and stability in the green industry, a company like CEG should prosper. Additionally, those same companies will prosper without too many competitors in this high barrier to entry business. If nothing else, breaking down the company offers useful insights into the unlikely to change market dynamics highlighted by Seth Klarman in our quote of the day. Finally, the non-market forces of both public policy and regulation also drive valuation and must be analyzed prior to putting your capital to work. Well, that does it for episode six. I know we spent a bit more time on the index effect and other broad concepts today, but I figured with CEG trading at near its fair value, we could still learn something by breaking down the broad factors and possibly positioning ourselves to analyze the next investment pitch that much more effectively.